Hi, welcome to What's the Word. I'm your host, Jamie McFadden, and I'm so excited to have you here. This podcast is about all things wellness. Each week, we will focus on a word of the day, and I interview some of the most inspirational people I know and share that inspiration with you. Join me. Let's learn together on What's the Word. This is the place where I Oh, hello and welcome back to What's the Word. I'm your host, Jamie McFadden, and today I have a very special guest. He is a high-performance coach, a neuroactive coach who can help you with your mental fitness. As you know, that is something I'm so into. His name is Yannick Picard, and he is going to talk with us today about the word stuck. So he chose this word, which by definition means unable to move from a particular position or unable to change your situation. I know a lot of us might be feeling stuck right now, so I'm so happy to have you here. Hi, Yannick. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show today. I'm so happy to have you. So a mutual friend of ours introduced us. You were on his podcast, and I just have to dive in by saying that he had sent me your uh, self-sabotage questionnaire or um, quiz, I think it was, like, what is your sabotage style? And immediately, I mean, I took the quiz immediately, which was fascinating. And immediately, it just really resonated with me in in what I do personally. And it was funny because we kind of compared our results uh, and they were, we were so opposite and it was so opposite. So beautiful job on that. And I just, I'd love to just hear from you. Um, You chose the word stuck. So can you share with me why you chose that word and, and how's that resonating with you and, and hopefully the audience today? Yeah, so I chose stuck because oftentimes when we self-sabotage, we get stuck and we're stuck in a story where it's basically, it's almost like, like being on a treadmill or, or whatnot. And we just don't necessarily know that we're on it. We're just on it. And we, if we're on it and we know we're on it, we don't necessarily know how to get off of it. So stuck really, I thought that it really sort of like encompasses self-sabotage and hey, it's normal. It's part of being human being. We all get stuck. And so here I am. (laughs) That's so brilliant. And we're going to dive into that. So before we do, can you tell us a little bit about your backstory and, and kind of what led you to where you are now? And And maybe share with us a time in your life that you were ever stuck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like, long story short, I actually fell into coaching. It wasn't something that I had planned on doing. I was a successful real estate broker in Toronto. And and then I basically, um, a relationship that I was in ended. And I was looking for new strategies, new ways to help help me on the recovery process so that I wouldn't get stuck where where in, in a place really that, that wasn't fun. And so I was, um, my sister basically shared with me this course that, that she'd taken. And I thought to myself, you know what? I've got nothing to lose and I've got like tons to gain. So why don't I just jump in and see what it's about? And so that's what I did, not thinking that it would become a career. I really did it selfishly for to help myself. Okay, I love that you said that because that's how I got into mine as well. Mine was, you know, and, and this is 
a decade ago, um, over a decade ago. Wow. My father passed away unexpectedly due to unhealthy lifestyle choices. He was a, a major real estate broker. My family's all been in real estate and, you know, they were the business tycoons in the Bay area. And, um, unfortunately, you know, seeing that and witnessing that when I was 18 years old, just automatically changed everything for me where I was like, okay, health is really the wealth. It's not the money. It's not this, like, and, and, and that just changed everything. And then it led me to where I'm at today. And so hearing that, I love to share with the audience because I think oftentimes people might look at you and I and go, well, you know, you've probably always been this way or always healthy, or maybe this was your, and it's like, nope, nope, not at all. This is not what we were planning on doing, but here we are. So um, can you shed light to someone who might be listening right now, feeling stuck in their life and whatever they're feeling stuck in? What would be a first step that someone could take to get unstuck? To get unstuck? Get curious. Really get curious. And and you know how four-year-olds tend to be annoyingly curious? Well, we were all four at one point or another. We were all that child that basically asked questions like, how does this work? Why? And, and so on. And so just really get curious as to, okay, what's going on right now? And like, what might be something that's going on that's keeping me stuck or that's preventing me from taking action? And oftentimes there, as you start to dig, you'll uncover stories that something happened at one point and it left you um, in, a, in a position where you might not necessarily have known how to handle the situation just because you were younger and you didn't have the know-how or the experience. And so you're effectively, um, your mind basically wants to protect you. And so in this situation, it might just be sort of like almost repeating something that's happened in the past where your brain said, oh my God, like this is similar to that situation I want to protect you from feeling that way again. And therefore, I'm just going to make it foggy so that you kind of just stay where you're there. And I'm here because I, I love you and I want to protect you. Yeah, that is true. I was just talking about this with some colleagues and some clients in one of my courses. And we were just expressing how oftentimes we go back and we touch that hot stove again kind of thing. And not because we want to, but oftentimes because that's what's comfortable. We know we repeat those cycles over and over until we get unstuck. And I love that you brought up the word curiosity because as a mother with a five-year-old, you know, that rings so true to me. And so much of my audience are the busy kind of burnt out high-tech moms in the Bay Area. And it's nice to be reminded that the curiosity is, is a really key component when we're feeling stuck. And I think a lot of us put this pressure on ourselves you know, of be this, do this, da, da, da. And we kind of forget that, that playful curiosity that we once had. So um, can you talk a little bit now about your program and, and kind of how you like walk us through how you work with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the first things that I have every client complete is that self-assessment that you referenced at the beginning. And uh, so I didn't create it, but it's part of the process um, that I use in order to help individuals basically just kind of get a sense of where they're at with self-sabotage because with self-sabotage basically once you bring the awareness you start taking action momentum builds up 
then you can start to to basically just like like turn the tide and weaken those sabotage um, or saboteur ways. And as a result, you get to instead of operating from from the the part of the brain that is is really sort of like in, in reaction mode, you allow yourself to be present to what's going on and not automatically react to what's what's happening on the exterior and it allows you to take some space and see what's there and perhaps find better ways of of and i don't, I don't want to say reacting but better ways of, of 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 dealing with a situation that you're facing and so so that's really the first part of the process is is bringing that awareness because for me and, and i don't know for you but for me a lot of the stuff that's come up I, I could see it in the definition, but I didn't necessarily have like the name or, or a full, a complete understanding of how that was showing up. And once I completed that, I thought, oh my God, it's, 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 it's black and white. Yeah, I, I totally see myself doing this in, in this aspect of life and in, in, that, in that sphere of life. And then once I started basically like, like getting familiar with it, um, what the, the program basically, part of it is, is an app-based program that will prompt you several times during the day to take about two or three minutes and, and sort of like help you learn how to create that space between the stimulus and the response mm. so that you can actually take a breath and, and just see the situation for what it is. And then ask yourself, hey, I usually respond with this because I've been sort of like programmed, like because I've been doing this for so many years or decades. Mm-hmm. Now, am I actually getting the results that I want by taking this, um, this, this next step? And then a lot of the times what you'll realize is that, wow, this course of action that I've been taking, yeah, it worked as a kid, but it no longer works or suits me as an adult. And so, and it's not giving me the results that I want. So what are the other options that I can see that I can try? And then basically, again, just being like sort of like the kid, the curious kid and, and say, hey, I'll try this this way next time. Mm-hmm. And then it might yield to something different. It might not. But the willingness to try something different to get a different result is really like a big part of, of the process in, uh, in the program. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's fascinating. And, and it's so aligned with the things that I teach. So my self-care brand, it's all about a wave system where it's all about what does well-being mean, bringing the awareness to it, creating a really clear vision and then taking action through your energy. Right. And then I team up with other incredible humans like yourself who are doing things in, in different areas of self-care. So this is very much aligned with what we do. And I know this will resonate really well with my audience because I always try to remind people it's not just a, a one-way street or it's not just you do this one thing and you, know, you do the exercise and the fitness and you lose the weight and then you're going to be happy or you get the money or you get the job or you get the partner and you're happy. No, it's it's this internal thing that's going to literally be kind of a full compass 360 view and it requires basically a village which is what I you know now looking at what you do I'm like wow this is so in alignment with what my clients a lot of my clients are looking for so I'm really happy we're having this conversation right now because it's something that 
you know, we, we all, even myself, I mean, when I did the assessment, I'm like, okay, I know a people pleaser. And it's like the, the numbers that I got, I'm like, oh man, you know, but I'm not really like stickler particular on like being, you know, really, there was, it was funny. It was like the, the spectrums. I was like, okay, I'm very much this and not very much this. And here's where this could get me stuck. And here where this can, can help me and, and how can I be more curious? So I think that for everyone that's listening right now, um, in the show notes, I will make sure the link is in there. So click on the show notes and, and go and go to Yannick's website and, and take this assessment because it is absolutely brilliant. Um, and, you know, I'd love to hear from you and I know the audience, but as well, kind of a story of whether it's your own story with this that maybe um, had shifted for you or a story of, you know, a, a testimonial or a client's kind of story of having success with this system? Like what is something, you know, just, just to get even deeper in that, like a time that it really worked. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. So when I completed the assessment the first time, I actually, I mean, the results that came up weren't surprising, but number one for me was avoider. Mm. And yeah, that was, I was a typical avoider. Um, Hey, something would come up and I would, if I could, like an ostrich, put my head in the sand <laughs> and hope that by the time that I came up for air that it had magically cleared itself, I would give that a go. And I, I can't remember at what point in my childhood that that sort of like became a thing for me, but clearly it worked. Otherwise, I wouldn't have basically continued doing it. It's just that as I, I got older, I realized that I was avoiding having difficult conversations and whether it's like with, with somebody that I was dating um, or, or friends sometimes that had crossed boundaries or whatnot, I just kind of like avoided having these conversations because in my head, it's like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. It's going to be icky. Um, and, and like, just complete, like continue adding like all these, like, like, qualifications for <laughs> but what I realized was that hey all it's possible that all these things are true like it's icky it's weird or whatnot but bottom line what I realized is that it was all of these things because I had zero practice doing it mm. being the non-avoider and and showing up and having those conversations yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, of course it's difficult if you've never done it before or you don't necessarily know how to do it if you don't have a model or somebody that you can kind of coach you to go through that. But it's like anything. I mean, like riding a bike the first time was difficult. I mean, I think. Um, but just like anything else, right, that you, that you take on at first. I'm, I'm, I mean, I have a six-year-old niece who, um, like, a little while ago, like, started riding, um, like, alphabet. And, and, and I, I know she said, Hey, this is difficult. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's something new. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. So, so just consider that if it's difficult or whatnot, it's just because you don't have practice. And the more that you practice, the more that you get slightly uncomfortable a day at a time, the better that you'll get at it. And the better that you get at it, the more you can actually diminish that behavior from that saboteur from coming up and kind of like wrecking habit from time to time. Wow. That is so powerful right now because 
I can even resonate with that in not just my own life, but every client I've been talking to lately has some kind of a story that's been built up in our minds, whether it's, um, you know, a, a thing within family, whether it's as a parent, whether it's in finance, whether it's with our, with our career choice or whatever else it may be. And you just hit the nail so beautifully on the head that just like when we look at our kids where it's challenging when they first do something for the first time, right? Like my daughter sometimes throws a fit. She's like, I don't want to do this anymore because it's hard. And I'm like, okay, I get that. Right. Like that we did just hearing you say that. And, and then when we tell our children, well, of course it's difficult because it's the first time that you're, you know, riding an S or whatever else or getting on the bike or throwing a first ball or whatever it may be. Um, I think that what you just said right there, it was so, like I said, simple, but yet really profound in, in the way you used it because it goes back almost to that curiosity where we aren't going to be good at everything all the time. But if we take some of the things that are challenging to us, like if we shed the awareness, right, by taking, you know, um, some steps with you, let's say, and even just the assessment, just taking that assessment alone, I already, it, like you said too, it wasn't anything that was mind-blowing of, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I'm pretty self-aware. So I'm like, okay, I, I know where I know where I usually go with things. But what was really nice about it was it gave me some tips on, okay, well, if this is what you start to notice, maybe look into these things. And then, you know, like I can't wait to hopefully maybe team up and work on on myself, my own sabotages with you because we all have them. And so I think too a big part of this is acceptance and giving ourselves that grace to know that whatever this, like, do you have anything on that too? Cause I think sometimes I know myself, I can be really tough on myself and it's like, you know, super mom complex. I got it. I'm good at, you know, this and that. But at the end of the day, sometimes I'm the one crying in the corner. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. What did I do? So the support elements key. So do you have any, any tips on that? Like the acceptance, the grace and the love. So yeah. And I, I would sort of like put, lump all of that under having self empathy. And, and the other thing also that comes up often, and I find myself repeating, is that, um, that, that if you allow yourself to be, you're a human being, and if you, if you see yourself from the point of, hey, you know what, we are all imperfect, imperfectly perfect, um, as I like to say, and don't make yourself wrong, there's no reason, rhyme or reason, to bring in guilt or shame for any of it. The, because bringing guilt and shame will just basically like have this continue on forever and ever. So the important thing is really just, if you do the assessment, see what's there, and then just basically, hey, you know what? Accept that all of these behaviors, all these things that you've learned, these saboteurs brought you to where you are today. And guess what? You're living, you're breathing, so good job. It, <laughs> it did what I do to get you to where you are today. Now, once you're here, what you might realize is that what got you here isn't one of what's going to get you there. And there being, it could be one of your, your next goal really in life. And so then you get to look at all these behaviors and ask yourself, hey, if I'm a people pleaser, for example, will this get me to my goal? Yes or no? Mm -hmm. it, it might. It might not. Being an avoider, will that bring me there? Um, if I am, for example, like one of the, the archetypes is victim. Mm -hmm. So like, is that going to get me to where I want to go? Um, and, and so on and so forth. 
And if I take the, the example of a people pleaser, and I, I recently had a situation where um, a, a friend of mine who, um, who I know is, is, is a people pleaser, basically, we started chatting. And, and one of the things with a people pleaser is that sometimes you, the person says yes, but they mean no. And then you, you kind of, like the person who's on, on the receiving end might see that, like, hmm, I'm not sure that that was a real yes, but, and they'll say, like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And then a couple of days later, it kind of like falls apart. But what you, what the people pleaser might not see is that, well, from now on, like, I'm going to basically, like, it creates like this cloud of doubt when I get a yeah. Because is it a true yes, or is it a yes because X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. So, so, so yeah. So you just have to basically like look at all these 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 different archetypes and ask yourself, hey, is is having this come along the ride? Is that going to get me to where I want to go? And so, answer yes or no. And if it's yes, then great. If it's no, then you have a choice. Like, right. do I start working on it or do I just basically let it continue? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a key, a key takeaway, right? Like we're, we're continuously working. One of my clients is 94 and she jokingly says, and she's one of the healthiest people I've ever met in my entire life. And she is 94 years old. And she tells me all the time, you know, you got to continue to learn, you know, until the day you die, you got to keep growing through the dirt or whatever it may be till the day you die, it doesn't stop. And I, and, and she had said, she, you know, that she wished more people could understand that, you know, we are all imperfect, but we are all beautiful as we are and whole as we are. And if we could reframe sometimes in our own mind, even if we have a lot of these doubts or the self-sabotage, um, that we're all growing and we're all beautiful beings. And I think that's a really key takeaway from this too, because, you know, even with someone like me hearing what you're saying right now about people pleasing. And I'm like, oh yeah, totally. I've done that. And I let people down and then I really worked on it to where now no is a full sentence for me. You know, nope, can't do it without having to be like, I'm so sorry. I can't do it. You know? Um, and it's, it's something that still to this day, I will admit, you know, here, I, I, I still work on it truly daily. I have to, and if I'm not, uh, aware of it, I'll probably do it again. So it's a constant. So now do you feel, cause I feel with this, with this kind of, you know, um, helping ourselves with our self-sabotage, it's, it's similar to like when I'm training my clients at the gym, you know, that it's not like all of a sudden pushups are just going to be super easy and they're just going to be able to do 200 pushups because they've been doing them, you know, for months at a time. It's like, no, 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 the pushups, the pull-ups, like they're still going to be hard. And if you stop doing them for a while, then you're going to go backwards and it's going to be kind of almost like back at square one. Is it, do you feel like that with this kind of stuff? Like, is it a lifelong, like you keep going or do you, do you get to a point and you're like, all right, I don't need to work on that anymore. Well, that's a great question. And I think that <laughs> it's a bit of both. Um, whereas like at first you need to basically, like if I, if I use the example of the gym, it's like, hey, it's like like the pull-up, for example. It's like, hey, yeah, you work to, like maybe you, you do the machine-assisted pull-up at first mm-hmm. or, or you have um, an elastic band that helps you in, in that process. And then over time, you realize that like you, you're using a, a lot less counterweight 
to help you. And then you get to a point where you can actually do one, five, or, or maybe seven on your own. Well, after that, like, like everything that you, all the work that you've done doesn't like, does it's not for naught. You basically get to continue. It's just that the, it, it's at a different level. If I can, mm-hmm. if I can use Absolutely. that. So, whereas, for example, you know, like if, if you are learning to do the splits, yeah, if you're not very flexible at first, it's going to be a lot more work at the beginning. But then after that, to maintain that is a lot, it's, it's, it's more of a maintenance thing. And it mm-hmm. doesn't require the same amount of work once you get to a point where you're happy, it's just becomes maintenance. I love that. And that is, that is, that resonates so well because that's where, so my clients, we work on all areas of self-care, but the goal is to get to that maintenance level, right. To where you're, even if it's someone that I'm going to use the gym as a, as a reference, again, just to keep it there. But let's say someone didn't work out at all, had no exercise in their life. And then we use baby steps and we start small. And then within, let's say, let's just go a year, right. Within a year, they don't have to really think about it. Like it's just in their routine now. And if they want to elevate and now they went from, okay, they were doing these kind of workouts and now they want to go run a marathon. Cool. Now they've prepared themselves for that next level. And now they've rebuilt that baseline. So it sounds like this is fairly similar to that, right? Once you build that, that baseline and once you have the awareness to it, you're not having to go all the way back to the beginning. If let's say you, you feel like you messed up or you, you know, cause I think that's where people go is, and maybe that's the victim mentality. I'm not sure, but maybe it's, I, I know a lot of clients where they do the new year's resolution stuff. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to, and then all of a sudden they feel like they failed. They're hard. hard on, they, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to change. I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as we get to the end of this podcast, I would love for you to just, because I always want to give my, my clients and my listeners, the best value, right? If they're listening to this, they're usually on a walk or doing something where they have this time to dedicate to their self-care and wellness. And I'm so thankful for you to be on here today. If you were to give them kind of a bite size, what you want them to walk away with today, what is it? That if it's something that they want to do, that nothing can stop them. And so, so bring curiosity you know, bring empathy on the journey with you. And I think that you're practically unstoppable if you do. Wow. Just fun. (laughs) Just fun. And know that, you know what, like, like oftentimes we have this, 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 this bad habit of comparing ourselves to others. And so, but what we, what, Interesting enough, what we always or you usually fail to remember is that, hey, you know what? I, I'm at this page in this chapter of my book, but yeah, like comparing it to somebody who's been doing the work for, I don't know, like, like six months, a year or two years and is in maintenance mode, for example, whereas you're just starting, it might basically say, oh, like, yeah, like, like it's so easy for, for him or for her. Well, you're not really sort of like comparing like the, the same page and chapter of your respective books. So, so leave the comparison aside. And if you want to, if you're, if you really want to compare, compare to yesterday and the day before, and you'll, you'll get to the point, like if I take like, for example, like a voyeur, 
I basically got to a point where it's like, hey, you know what? I know that I, uh, I would have avoided like doing this or having this conversation in the past. And look at me like three months, six months or a year later. And it's like, you know what? Like, I just want to have this conversation and just get it over with so we can clear the air and then just move on. Mm, wow. Okay. So I'm not letting you go yet because this now just got too, too deep and I'm going to be cognizant of time, but before you go, because all of that is so beautiful. And I know that that's going to be such a gem for people to walk away with as someone yourself who self-proclaimed that you were an avoider and you've worked on it through all these years. Is there anything now that you would love, whether it's an uncomfortable conversation in the world, whether it's something that you wish people would really think about differently? Or is there anything that your your old avoider self would be like, man, I really would love for the world to to, to resonate with this more or, or be open about this more, just a conversation or anything? Yeah, I think that, that you know what, like just realize that, that the shoes that you're in are a different set of shoes than the person that you're conversing in. And although you might have a better handle on how you sabotage, they might not necessarily be even aware as how they do it. And so what happens is that oftentimes sabotage um, behavior is contagious. And so, so even though like as you do the, you're doing the work and, and like your, your tendencies tend to, to decrease, you're not necessarily immune from somebody else coming into your space, starting that conversation and getting dragged in again. So just be mindful that, hey, it's like, well, what is that? Like, I've been doing this for six months or a year. And how is it that, that this person comes along and it's like the whole thing gets thrown out the window? Well, it's, it's, it's I mean, like, it, it's, it's energy, right? It's like, like mm-hmm. that energy kind of like sometimes can, if it's overwhelming, can sort of like, like creep into your own. And so, so just, just be mindful, like when, when you catch yourself, just, just pause and, and ask yourself, okay, what, what was the, the goal, the, in, the initial goal of this conversation? And, and how am I showing up right now in this conversation? Is that how I want to show up? Most likely the answer is no. So then you, you get to choose, okay, so how do I want to show up? And usually when I notice it, because I still get sucked in for lack of a better term from time to time. When I realized, I'm like, okay, so what this other person needs is like is empathy. And so because she's, she or he's dealing with his own set of saboteurs. And so let's just basically bring empathy to, to this conversation and see if I can basically turn it around. Whereas it's sort of like the empathy sort of like takes over that negative um, aspect of, of the conversation. And then we get to both leave in, in, in a great space. So. Yeah. Wow. And that trickles back to, so my number one rule in my house, it's basically the only rule in my house for not just my kid, but anybody that walks through this door is be kind. Um, that's something that I, I truly believe in for, for the entire world. If we could be kind to ourselves and be kind to each other through empathy, through understanding, through being curious, through having more fun, through, you know, just, just having that 
everything that you just talked about today really just resonated so much with my my soul. And I just want to thank you, Yannick, so much for all the work that you're doing, for the fact that you are someone that went from being in real estate. And that's another huge thing, you know, for anyone that doesn't already follow you, I'm going to be sharing in the show notes your um, Instagram and everywhere to find you, but you are on Instagram at the naked coach, right? I love yes. that name, by the way. I love that. Um, and we might have to do a part two so we can really dive into some, some more depths of this, but I just want to thank you, Yannick and, and keep, you know, spreading your love that you do for everyone that's listening right now, please be sure to click on the show notes, go give Yannick a follow, go check out his website, neuroactivecoach.com. I will have everything there for you. And uh, be sure to take that quiz because I think for everyone, is that that quiz everybody can take or do they need to? Yeah. 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 Okay. So go take that quiz today. Take that quiz today and uh, shoot me a DM. Let me know what, what your sabotage style is. And let's see if we can get Yannick back on and we can get some fun Q and A. So Yannick, thank you again. I hope you have a beautiful day and uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're making a big difference. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me here at What's the Word. Follow us on social media with the links on the screen. And don't forget to like and share with your friend. Your support helps us grow and continue to make inspirational content. See you next time on What's the Word.